Hey guys, welcome back to the Authentic Uma podcast. I'm very excited to be on here today as always. And in today's episode, it's a continuation of what we were talking about in our past few episodes. Let's get straight into it. So over the past few episodes, I've been going over the sayings of the four imams of the four schools of thought. May Allah have mercy on them all. What I was showing you in those episodes and what I was talking about was the fact that each of the imams, may Allah have mercy on them all, had said that you should stick to the sunnah. The direct message which each and every one of those imams had given us was that you should stick to the sunnah and anything which is contrary to the Prophet's way or what Allah says, then ignore whatever I have said and stick with what the Prophet, peace be upon him, has said and what he has brought. Stick to his actions, his words, and the things which he had approved of. So in today's episode, I kind of want to just bring everything together. All of the sayings of all of those four Imams are heavily interlinked. And it goes back to what Almighty God had said in the Quran. And in the Quran, Allah says that we are meant to hold fast to the rope of Allah strongly and be not divided. Right? A very powerful verse in the Quran. And that is exactly what the four Imams, may Allah have mercy on them all, had brought to us, what they had told us. We need to understand that each one of those four Imams only came and only were popular because they wanted to bring us closer to the way of the Prophet, peace be upon him. They did not want to go against the Prophet, peace be upon him, for if they did go against him, then that would be kind of blaspheming, right? That would be kind of like kufr, because we all know that we are all meant to love, respect, and revere, and follow the Prophet, peace be upon him, in everything which he taught us, because he is the final messenger, and his message is complete. Nothing can be added to it, and nothing can be subtracted. All these four great scholars, may Allah have mercy on them all, they only came to bring people closer to the Prophet's way, peace be upon him. And because in those times it was difficult to learn about the sunnas, it was difficult to learn and collect the hadiths. And so because of that, these four imams had emerged and they became popular. But today, what we're meant to follow is what the Prophet, peace be upon him, brought. And that is what those four imams were also following. We have to understand that at their time, at the time of the four great scholars, may Allah have mercy on them all, they had made rulings based on whatever information they had with them at that time. And that was back in the day when things like communication wasn't so good. It was very difficult to communicate with someone on the other side of the world and in another country. But today, we have all of these hadiths, all of these teachings, all of what Allah has said, the glorious Quran. We have got it right at the tips of our fingers. At the very tips of our fingers, we're able to open up the Quran app on our phone, see what Allah has said and open up a website, for example, sunnah.com or muflihoon.com and see the hadiths of the Prophet, peace be upon him. We can read directly the sunnah of the Prophet, peace be upon him. We can read directly the hadiths of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Not only that, but all of those hadiths have also been classified for us by the great scholars. So for example, Sheikh Albani, he is a scholar who was known as a muhaddithin, may Allah have mercy on him, who would go through each and every hadith and classify them, whether the chain of narrators was in good order, authentic, or it was okay, Hassan, or if it was daif, weak, or maudu, fabricated. 
So we have all of that information all put together in one platform on websites like sunnah.com or muflihoon.com. I strongly recommend you read them because most of those hadiths have been classified for us and they've also been categorized into books. So for example, in Sahih Bukhari, you've got many books. Sahih Bukhari is a book containing many other smaller books. So for example, you could have the book of prayer or the book of belief or the book of fasting, or the book of pilgrimage, hajj, or the book of this, the book of that. You have got so many different types of books and it's at the tips of your fingers. If you want to know anything about any certain topic on Islam, the first place to go would be the Quran. And then if it's something to do with the finer details of worship, then you'd go on to say Bukhari, then say Muslim, and then you'd check it up with all the other four books of hadith and majority of your questions on Islam, on Salah, on fasting, on Hajj will be answered in these six books and then if you add the Quran that becomes a seventh book. You've got all these resources at the very tips of your fingers but hardly anyone nowadays checks it up. Hardly anyone goes through these books, hardly anyone studies these books and reads with understanding. So I strongly urge you guys listening right now, first of all start off with the Quran because the Quran is where the belief happens. It's where you start to understand God's word. You start to understand his personality and his way of thinking and you start to understand what mankind is and why mankind was created and why you're created. So at this very moment I want to kind of change lanes with what we're talking about in this podcast. I want to talk about what Sheikh Albani, may Allah have mercy on him, had said with regards to the Imam's followers leaving their views if these contradicted the Sunnah. This is taken from Sheikh Albani's book, The Prophet's Prayer Described from Beginning to End as Though You See It. In his book, he has a section called The Imam's Followers Leaving Their Views If These Contradicted the Sunnah. Under that heading, he says, To sum up, I sincerely hope that no follower of an Imam will race to condemn the principles of this book and abandon benefiting from the Sunnahs of the Prophet which it contains, with the argument that they are contrary to his madhab. I hope that such a person will instead consider what we have given of the exhortations of the Imams towards the obligation to act on the Sunnah and ignore their sayings contradictory to it. I hope also that he will realize that to condemn the attitude of this book is to condemn whichever Imam he is following. For we have taken these principles from those Imams, as we have explained. Therefore, whoever refuses to be guided by them on this path is in great danger. For such refusal necessitates turning away from the Sunnah, the Sunnah to which we have been ordered to refer in cases of difference of opinion and on which we have been commanded to depend. I ask Allah to make us among those about whom He says, The answer of the believers when summoned to Allah and His Messenger in order that He may judge between them is no other than this. They say, We hear and we obey. It is such as these that will attain success. It is those who obey Allah and His Messenger and fear Allah and keep their duty to Him who will triumph. Surah An-Nur, chapter number 24, verses number 51 and 52. So guys, I've just gone through that small little excerpt from his book 
because I feel it really does bring together what we have gone through over the past few episodes of this podcast. That is the sayings of the four great Imams. May Allah have mercy on them all. In this excerpt, Albani is telling us that whatever Imam we are following, whatever person we are learning our religion from, whatever thing we are doing which is to do with worship or religion, then we must assess who that person is and make sure that it is matching with what the Prophet peace be upon him had said. Because anybody who is a man of God, anybody who is a follower of the Prophet peace be upon him, he will tell you that you should follow the Prophet peace be upon him in preference to anybody else including over themselves. Another thing which I got from that excerpt was that whenever you are told of a sunnah of the Prophet peace be upon him and you have got the references provided to you, then you have to follow whatever those references dictate. Because those references, if they are from the hadiths, they are most likely what the Prophet peace be upon him himself had said, what he himself had done, or what he had approved of. And we have to follow that in preference to anything else. So it doesn't matter who the Imam you're following is. What matters in the end is, are you following the Prophet peace be upon him? Are you questioning your current ways of worship? Are you questioning the way you offer your salah, for example? Are you questioning some of the acts of worship which you do? Because you need to start questioning the acts of worship which you do and you need to start asking yourself, is this like the Prophet peace be upon him? Is this what my Prophet peace be upon him had brought? Is this what he had taught us? Is this some of the actions which he had done, which he had performed? And in doing so, we stick to the way of our Prophet peace be upon him and we no longer stick to whatever so-and-so scholar had said because provided that whatever so-and-so scholar said matches with the Quran and the Prophet's way peace be upon him then we agree with it but when it comes to a disagreement we do not agree with it and we go back to the Prophet's way peace be upon him for his way is the best way and his way is the way which Allah has taught us that is through him the messenger peace be upon him. So guys, that marks the end of this episode. I hope this episode, you've kind of tied all the sayings of the four imams together. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.